41. Money. Public. Mary Miller. The case for action around public money sees money as a public resource. It is argued that public creation and circulation of money, free of debt, under democratic control, could enable the provisioning of large-scale societies on the basis of social justice and ecological sustainability. To support this notion of public money, it is important to explore how new money is created in modern economies. In modern economies, there are two sources of new money, money created by monetary authorities such as central banks, usually referred to as high-powered money or base money, and money created through the banking system as loans, usually referred to as credit money. The production of natural currencies, notes and coin, is a monopoly of public monetary authorities, but public money can also be issued in electronic form, as when central banks issued large amounts of new money in response to the 2007-2008 financial crisis quantitative easing. The main difference between the two sources of new money, monetary authorities or bank credit, is that publicly authorized money may be issued as debt, but bank credit can only be issued as debt. Banks are not allowed to mint coins or print notes. They must buy these from the central bank, but they can set up loan accounts, that is new money issued to a borrower, personal, business, or government, through adding figures to bank accounts as in a mortgage loan. Conventional banking theory claims that monetary authorities have the ability to control the amount of new money created by banks as loans, but the financial crisis indicates that bank lending can spiral out of control. Most money in modern economies is created and circulated by the banking sector as debt, over 97% in the case of the UK. Effectively, the money supply in modern economies has been privatized and is issued on a commercial basis. Several factors have led to this privatization of money supply as debt. Neoliberal ideology and deregulation, increased public and private debt, less use of notes and coin, and more reliance on transfers between bank accounts, public backing for bank accounts in a deposit insurance, and the role of central banks as a seemingly unlimited lender of last resort. The link to degrowth lies in the role of debt in issuing of new money. Whereas new public money could be issued without debt by being spent into circulation, for example, as quantitative easing for the people rather than the banking system, money issued through the banking system is always issued as debt. That is, the money must be returned with interest to the issuing bank. This creates a huge growth dynamic. If nearly all money is issued as loans that have to be repaid with interest, the money supply has to be constantly expanded through the issue of new debt. If the willingness of the banks to lend or people to borrow ceases, then the money supply breaks down. Debts to the banks default, or if they are repaid, shrink the money supply even further during such crises, the only source of new money is the state or central bank. However, although the emergency issue of public money could be sent directly into the economy, current monetary policy demands that it is issued to the banking system or to the governments as debt. There is a logic to providing public money as debt to the banking system, 
which will lend it on with interest, but not to the public to whom the money should belong. Instead, the public is deemed to have borrowed the money used to rescue the banks, pushing state budgets into deficit and resulting in the imposition of severe austerity measures. The simplest way to remove bank-created debt and its growth dynamic is to remove from the banking system the right to create new money, or to severely limit it. Banks would be restricted to doing what most people think they do, lending savers existing money to borrowers. Instead of money created through bank-issued debt, new public money could be issued free of debt directly into the economy to meet public needs. At present, public expenditure has to wait for the commercial circulation of money to produce a profit which can be taxed. That is, public expenditure relies on growth in the commercial sector. Equally, most people cannot produce directly the goods and services they need. They first have to work in private profit-driven or public profit-dependent activities to obtain access to money. Proposals to bring public money as a public resource would aim to create all new money either under democratic control through a national monetary budget or through an independent monetary authority. Public money would be issued and would be spent directly into the economy. Enough money could be circulated to enable sufficiency, provisioning, and needs-led economic activity issued in various ways at national, regional, local, or even international level. New money could be used to finance key public provisioning, such as the health and care services or low-carbon energy systems. Flexibility within the economy could be achieved by issuing basic income or as a fund for social investment or community-based economic development. Newly issued public money could be made available to commercial banks to lend as long as the money was used in the wider public interest. There would still be a role for taxation, which would be used to remove money from the economy if there was a threat of inflation. Tax could also be used to encourage the most efficient use of natural resources and to redistribute wealth. The case for public money is the need to rescue money from profit and growth-oriented control and return it to where it belongs, to the public, but this time under democratic control and according to principles of ecological sustainability and social justice.